Uh, welcome into twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads. My name is not Joel. No, I know that's what you thought. I thought, hey, is that Joel from The Last of Us? Because he's wearing Joel's shirt from The Last of Us. No, this is actually Joel's shirt from The Last of Us. From insert coin. <laughs> <laughs> no, my name is Graham. I'm joined by the man that we call Bibi. I'll read Bib. Good afternoon, Graham. Yes, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. It's not the latest one we've gone live with this week. Let's be honest. No, no, it's, it's, it's later than ten a.m. ish. Yeah, it's not the latest this week. This week we had our latest scoop ever. We were we were close to six p.m. It was like half five ish by the time <laughs> we finished things up. So, shish. But if you are watching this, hey, it is ten a.m. ish. It's it's three p.m. in the afternoon in the UK. But we aim to go live at ten a.m. But we do work in video games, so we go live whenever we can around that. As mentioned, my name is Graham. This is Bib. We are Ice Cream Applause, and in true Ice Cream fashion, this is the Scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast. We are live on Twitch. .tv forward slash Ice Cream Applause. But the live stream is turned into a podcast, so you may not be watching this live. You may be watching it on demand on YouTube. You may be listening on demand on iTunes and Spotify and Amazon Music and Google Play. There is lots of places where over 200,000 people have watched and listened to this podcast on demand. So please, if you are in the stream, please do feel free to get involved because there is obviously tons of people that watch and listen, but they don't get to get involved in the chat. And that's where you guys watching with us on Twitch do get to get involved. Before we go any further, I want to shout out a few things. Obviously, I'm wearing this shirt the reason i'm wearing this shirt is because insert coin have just had a restock of the joel mm -hmm. shirt um and uh, do you know what if you get stuff from insert coin it doesn't support our channel we don't earn any commission from our insert coin stuff we do get given goodies though um but they're buddies of the channel so we do it for no cash so we if you want to buy anything from insert coin feel free don't feel like there's an obligation to do so to support us we just want to support our friends and insert coin are some of the nicest people that you mm -hmm. will meet in video games um dan uh Game Gene is uh, John Rhodes' name on, on Twitter. Um, and uh, it, It's Mr. Corvette. Is Dan Long. Uh, anyway, wonderful people uh, and the entire team that they that, that, that operate over in Coin are great. Anyway, we've worked with them a billion years and we enjoy their stuff. So do feel free to check out Insert Coin exclamation mark Discord in the chat if you want our discount code. It will save you, I think, 15%. It could be 10 or 20. I think it's 10. Is, it, is it's that 10. what it is? Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, feel free to use our code. Uh, it, it is in the Discord there. Similarly, Astro, that's where we get our headsets from. Nice, as well as my mic. Um, and uh, GT Omega, that's where we get the chairs from. Mine mm -hmm. and the one that Bibby's sat on. Let's jump into Bibby's. Nice and zoomed in today, Graham. I thought rather than, you know, you're not here, so we don't need to see the full desk. The studio's awesome. You guys know what the studio looks like now. If you don't, Go over to our friends account at Ice Cream Uploads. You'll be able to see a nice little picture of the studio that I posted there <laughs> earlier on today. And you can see it in its full glory, but I thought, do you know what? Come in, come in closer. You get to see us today. You get to see me in all our glory. It's a, a little bit more zoomed setup. in. It's a gorgeous setup, mate. It's, it it's lovely. It's lovely. Uh, and once again, baby is sat in a GT Omega chair. That is a Pro XL chair. Spoiler, by the way. Everyone thinks, you know what? I want a nice new leather chair. The, if you're getting yourself a Pro XL chair, fabric yep. is the way to go because it is so comfy. Outrageously good. It's yeah. Good, yeah. Like even the headrest and the lumbar support are fabric. So there's no messing about with that. You ain't going to get a sweaty lower back or anything like that. It's just, yeah, this is the comfy. If it didn't have the Zio, this is the one that I would have gone for. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is the one. I mean, 
obviously, as a gamer, we may all be a little bit guilty of eating snacks while playing games, sat in our chair, or drinking drinks whilst we're sat in our chair playing some games. But, you know, the fabric chair isn't as easy to clean as the leather, naturally. But mm-hmm. if, you, if you're comfy uh, with it then and take care of it, it's fine, it's fine, it's great, it's great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Pro XL Fabric, badass chair, by the way. We've said this before, we'll say it again, it's good. This thing, though, that I'm sat on, Zayo chair, I'll come back to me. Yeah, is a thing of beauty, by the way. It's great. I've got one. Bibby's got one. Mine's the, um, it's not white. It's more of a silvery gray sort of color, mm-hmm. whereas Bibby's is the black one. Um, yeah. Both beautiful chairs. Very, very, very much recommended. Is yours carbon? Was yours like all black or did it have the chrome finish? No, it was uh, it was all black. But uh, I mean, the biggest selling point for it is Mrs. Bibby is extremely happy with it. She doesn't like the racing style type chairs. Um, she prefers like the office type chairs, which is essentially what we have in it. Uh, the Zaya yeah. like the office equivalent of a, a really ergonomic ergonomic there we go uh she much prefers them ones as do i um so yeah it, it's a, it's a big win in the bibi household see this that's the thing i used to like i used to really like the game in bucket seat style chair partially because i grew up in the fast and furious sort of like boy <laughs> racer years because everyone wanted sparkle racing seats for their Vauxhall novas right <laughs> uh so that was always it was always attractive um and i still like the look of them I would say, arguably, most gaming chairs look nicer than most office chairs because office chairs mm-hmm. just look a bit... Okay, that's nice. I see what you're getting at. However, the, what we've got is a gaming chair that looks as nice as an office chair with the yeah. uh, Zyos. So, you know, we don't want to check it. Anyway, this wasn't intended to be a full spawn fest. We do have sponsors. We we appreciate their support. If you are watching and listening to this on demand, we apologize for the uh, for the long period that we've just spouted at yeah it wasn't intended to be hard sell we just genuinely do like our sponsors we only partner with brands that we feel comfortable with um and speaking of that to be fair um i'm not going to pick it up because it's currently on charge but i will pick up the box we being me uh will be using this tonight this is a victrix pro bfg ps5 controller we um we uh, spoke to victrix Put that back down. Uh, the mm-hmm. other week, and we were in, uh, inquiring about the controller, and they said, "Do you know what? We'll send you a review unit." So we've got a Vitrix Pro BFG controller. So I'm going to be using that on stream tonight. Now they aren't a sponsor. They aren't uh, paying us for our thoughts and impressions. They did give us the unit for free, plus a bunch of other stuff, which we'll show you over the coming weeks and months. Um, and we will uh, use uh, display all that stuff for free too. We aren't being paid for it. They don't. They mm-hmm. haven't purchased our thoughts and impressions, and neither have Astro or GT Omega. To be fair, we used Astro or GT Omega before we were partnered with them. Anyone that knows <laughs> yeah. us knows that. Um, however, the reason I'm mentioning this is because if this is good, then maybe there's a partnership there. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But but yeah, we'll find out tonight. The controller it, first impressions are it feels really good. I'm going to be playing with it for a few weeks before we put together our mm-hmm. thoughts and impressions video because something like a controller you cannot review in 30 minutes. You have yeah. to play it for weeks before you absolutely. Fall it so we will, yeah, feel free to join us uh, tonight for that as we give that a little bit of a run out. I've not even pulled off the little plasticky, like rippy bits mm-hmm. yet. So that sort of stuff uh, will be happening on stream tonight. Do feel free to join us at 6.30 p.m.-ish as we run through that. But for now, yes, should we talk some video game news? Do you know what, Graham? I think we better had. Okay, well, I'm going to jump into the split screen, and then I'm going to change it because it will 100% say Bibby is at home and is in the studio. Confirmed. Confirmed. Uh, Bibby is at home. Yes, there he is. Of course he is. Uh, is it that one? 
Yes, I see you, studio. Oosh. Nice. He's back. He's back. Uh, so we have a few stories today, babe. Yes. I'm telling this like it's like it's a surprise to you. You're the one that puts uh, together the news story, so naturally you know this. I love the way that we still pretend like this is, oh, yeah, tell me what. Yeah, we, we, absolutely, we have producers and news gatherers <laughs> and everything else, and we're just the the people who end up hosting the show. Not the fact that we do everything else ourselves as well, but Get yeah. Them right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do have a few stories. The main one, though, which did pop up last night, I believe someone propped it it in the Discord, and it is uh, from Jordan Midler at the VGC, and it says, the FTC is reportedly leaning towards appealing its Microsoft Activision loss. So we'll jump into that one first. We'll then jump into a story that we did have to shell from yesterday, and it's Capcom saying it's discussing the future of unnumbered Resident Evil games like Code Veronica. Then, a story that we've had on the, uh, the show a few times because it's a story that is ever present right now it's it's it, well, evergreen i suppose but that's exactly the opposite word for the uh, the content that's at hand the story is that 87 percent of classic video games are critically endangered it's claimed and that is based on the fact that video games are not being brought forward with time. If you play the game on an old console, that's great. But if those old consoles are no longer available and there's no one making official emulators for those systems, say old Nintendo games, that you can't play the new Nintendo games, once all of those copies are snapped up and or broken and or whatever, you then struggle to get hold of a copy of that game again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that mean in the modern world? We've spoke about that before, and we'll speak about that again in our third story. And then we'll wrap things up talking about Battalion 1944 as the developer pledges to uh, pledges refunds for all Kickstarter backers, no questions asked. Sounds like it's all gone a bit wrong over mm-hmm. there. We'll jump into that one last, but first, FTC Microsoft Activision Blizzard news. Have you seen this yet, babe? Uh, yes, I have. This is all new to me, so so I'm, I'm going to go through it with chats for the first time. A judge ruled that the FTC failed to prove that the merger could harm competition. Uh, so the US Federal Trade Commission is reportedly, quote, leaning toward uh, appealing Tuesday's ruling against the body's attempt to block the Microsoft Activision blurger. Uh, blurger? Blurger? Merger. <laughs> it's because I read the word Bloomberg in the next line. <laughs> Good old Blurger. Big fan of the Blurger. (laughs) The word there should have been merger. Nice. We go again. Uh, According to Bloomberg, not Moonberg, but Blurger, uh, according to Bloomberg, while no decision has been made, an appeal could be filed as early as Wednesday, according to its source, who is said to have knowledge of the uh, deliberations. On Tuesday, Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley of the United States District Court for the Northern District of California denied the FTC's motion for a preliminary injunction. Had it been in, uh, granted, the injunction would have blocked the 69 nice. billion dollar deal from being completed until the US regulators in-house court had a chance to rule on whether the merger hurt competition in the games industry. Judge Corley ruled that the FTC didn't prove that the acquisition would harm competition in gaming. US District Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley, however, did extend a restraining order that prevents Microsoft from completing the deal until Friday. In order to appeal, the FTC would have to approach the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals to extend that stay. The UK's competition watchdog has paused legal proceedings with Microsoft and Activision Blizzard with a view to reaching an agreement over the game company's proposed merger after the deal was cleared in the United States. Uh, Pending the outcome of the possible appeal by the FTC, the ruling removes one of the last major obstacles preventing the deal from being completed. The European Commission approved Microsoft uh, Microsoft's Activision Blizzard acquisition in May. 
Microsoft is getting close to buying Activision Blizzard. Uh, the FTC were basically overruled yesterday. A judge said that, do you know what? You had concern that this would harm competition. I'm a judge. Fuck, no, that ain't. Uh, and yeah, basically blew it out of the water. The FTC still has the opportunity, and it's expected if they are going to do that, uh, it still has the opportunity, should I say, to contend that. And it's expected that if they are going to do that, it will take place today. They've only got until Friday, though. Ooh, interesting. I mean, first off, we did say a long time ago that this deal will go ahead. We did say it will take some time. You can go back through the episodes. They're all on YouTube and Spotify. And and some of them probably even on SoundCloud. It's been that long. God damn. Uh, so you can go check it back. We did say this will happen. We did say it will take some time. But Microsoft finds a way. Like, mm -hmm. like, like you know, nature in Jurassic Park and stuff. But Bib, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, I don't think this is going to be a massive shock to people i do think the the biggest shock for this is that they've managed to come to this conclusion this quick and i know that sounds ridiculous obviously because we've been covering this for god knows how long now um but it feels like we started to pick up a lot of traction and it just hasn't stopped since like it's just the conveyor belt has just gone into uh, overdrive and we're getting towards the end of this outcome now and I, i've said from the beginning that i do believe that this is going to be something that ends up you know getting approved because i don't think regardless of whichever side you stand on the fence whether or not you're a nintendo fan a playstation fan or just solely an xbox fan obviously the xbox fans are absolutely over the moon with this because they're going to be getting uh, a, a ridiculous amount of games and the biggest game or biggest franchise out in Call of Duty potentially being added to their Game Pass subscription. We did cover our earlier, uh, sorry, later last week, the fact that your Xbox go, uh, membership is going to be going up. So don't get too excited. They need to get that cost back from somewhere. Spoiler alert is going to be us in some form or another. So it could be that you get a normal, I mean, slight tangent I'm going on there. It could be that you get Game Pass Standard and then Game Pass Ultimate. So the standard version might be 11 quid. And then all the things like Bethesda, Activision, Blizzard, uh, all of their games are in a £14 offering. Do you know what I mean? Do you see where I'm going with this? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it could, it, we don't know how this is going to, uh, you know, be delivered to us in the future. But it does seem like all signs, all arrows, all fingers are being pointed towards this now getting approved. I can't see any other barrier now that's going to stop this from happening. Uh, the silence you hear now is me putting the title, uh, title in place because I was <laughs> trying to condense that big old title into a box that fits. So I've just put the FTC versus Microsoft slash Activision and just left it as that. Yeah, no, this it, it works. It feels like a definite, uh, definite nailed on. Um, I mean, it always has felt like that to us anyway. It will always happen. Um, I say it will always happen. It won't necessarily always happen. It did feel like it would, though. It, whilst it, there is dangers uh, in this, mm -hmm. as noted by the FTC and the CMA and every other fucking region that's had questions around it, there is dangers of Microsoft picking up Activision Blizzard. That was my slack, by the way, if you're watching or listening on demand. I got the message, <laughs> not you. I'll kill it now. I'll save, I'll save you looking. Uh, slack. Bye. I'll even kill WhatsApp as well. Bye. Um so yeah, the FTC and all the other um, regulators that oppose this did so for the right reasons. A lot of people were almost like throwing shade at the regulators for having the balls to do their due diligence 
They, they actually went out there and, and thought, you know what, this could be damaging. It can be. For a game that has the number one, mm -hmm. well, a series that has the number one and number two selling games of a calendar year, the top two most sold games being old, uh, being owned by a first party is a big, stamp, mm -hmm. uh, big step. And if brands like Overwatch... Uh, were currently healthy, um, then those would add even more weight to this. Overwatch is kind of in an awkward place at the moment where it kind of looks like Microsoft's uh, just trying to buy Call of Duty and PlayStation is being a bit pissy about that. There is more layers to this than just that. It definitely does have some... Um, some ramifications. And like the CMA says, that also leads into being able to play games without even a console being able to play mm -hmm. games through the crowd uh, cloud and and if microsoft has a superior advantage from its cloud investments that it then locks into being only available to xbox users not playstation users then it suddenly gets almost monopolistic control over a large section of the cloud gaming industry because people will people will often build their gaming habits around one central game i play call of duty on playstation so i'm gonna play there and that's why i'll play all the other games and that means I miss out on Halo. And that means I miss out on Forza. I mean, like, where's Ted Nott? Uh, for him, for example, yeah. massive Marvel fan, but doesn't play Spider-Man because it's on PlayStation. One day he might get a PlayStation, but right now he can't play that game because mm -hmm. of the way it is. And, and, and people build their playing styles around that. So this does have massive ramifications. Anyone that doesn't say that or, or doesn't acknowledge that is kind of... You're missing the entire picture. That said, do I feel it's enough to stop this acquisition? Not really, no, because that Spider-Man example is a great example. Spider-Man is probably the... Uh, I don't have the stats. I would assume... Uh, I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen something in the past, but I could be going back decades, what, that Spider-Man is the biggest of Marvel's superheroes. Um, mm -hmm. And Marvel is one of the biggest of IPs of all time. So like Call of Duty then. And Spider-Man being exclusively available on PlayStation is a similar sort of scenario. So we've been there before uh, in that sort of sense. So this, you know, swings and roundabouts, six and one half a dozen, the, uh, half a dozen the other. I don't kind of feel it's six and one half a dozen the other. I feel it's like more like three and one half a dozen the other. Not quite balanced, but similar sort of things. However, we always said all along, this will go through, and I, and I see it happening. The only thing that intrigues me now, though, is that PlayStation, whilst it was up in the air, had a little bit of a an ace in the hole, and that was uncertainty. It was like, okay, Xbox will do a deal here because they don't have anything concrete. Uh, whereas now, if it looks like Xbox are going to get everything agreed, PlayStation's bargaining chip's kind of gone. So PlayStation, mm -hmm. uh, Xbox are going, we'll give you 10 years, and we'll give you this, and we'll do that. And da -da 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 -da. <laughs> Or so, or so that's what they were saying publicly. Turns out um, Phil Spencer's messages and Jim Ryan's messages are very different publicly. So believe whatever you want to. From what, yeah. I, what I read, I, would, I won't say Phil Spencer is as, as as innocent, for want of a better word, as he as we were first led to believe until we've seen uh, things le uh, leaked over the last few weeks of this court case. Anyway, um, <laughs> completely just de derail yourself yeah, yeah. Uh, the gist of it is though is it, it will happen it will happen um i don't believe that it's oh that's what it was talking about playstation's bar, uh, bar, uh, bargaining chip I, I believe it will happen but i believe this potentially changes things now because xbox have got a green light from from the american 
systems, maybe not the FTC, but if they can't stop it, then we don't care. Um, the CMA has paused legal proceedings because they're about to fall in line if the American uh, system lets it go. So at that point, Xbox could be like, well, do you know what? We don't really give a shit now because we've got it. And if that happens, then I believe that's where we see like a, yeah, well, there's true colors sort of thing. Um, yeah. Because character is shown when uh, when so uh, in sh oh, is it what's the phrase character is shown ha in how people treat people that they don't have to be nice to it was, that's the gist of it so if you've got someone that you don't have to be nice to them and you treat them like shit like someone in a restaurant that's serving you and you treat, treat them like shit because you're paying customer um mm -hmm. no no just be nice anyway uh now now xbox doesn't have to be nice to playstation if they go well, well fuck you then whatever i'm not asked you, you didn't want it when we were offering you stuff that we thought was a good deal that you didn't think was we're not even going to give you that now we're going to give you shit then that kind of shows the character and that's where we see if if good guy xbox and good guy philly spence is really a thing and i hope it is i hope it is for me the holy grail is playstation and xbox can we all just get along yeah. work together we get games on both platforms that's where i want it to be um that's where the majority of people apart from those weird people at each end of the spectrum that get really passionate about their different colored piece of plastic that they play on then, mm -hmm. then most people want to see the best of both worlds and everyone getting a bit of everything. If PlayStation players can play against Call of Duty, Xbox players um, and PC players and mobile players and everyone gets access to all things, like just just today, uh, the Homelander, uh, Homelander being in Call of Duty, I think we've, we've seen all that. That's already happening kind of thing. There's uh, all sorts of skins over the last few years. You scream crossovers and this, that and the other. And if all that stuff just now starts happening on Xbox just a bit shit for playstation players i mean it won't stop the game being good but it'll just stop mm -hmm. experiences and hold experiences back and that's what video games is video games is playing experiences that you can't get in your everyday life yeah. and if they're just held behind things because of cash then it's just a bit it's just a bit disappointing that's all it is it's mm. not going to change the world not going to well it will change the world it's not going to change yeah. your life but it but it's just it could be better and hopefully yeah. we get better so i do i do believe though like uh, if i was to put if i was to put money down with a statement it would be the fact that if stuff was to i mean xbox are buying this for a business reason let's be honest microsoft wants to be able to try and take as many of the big ads as possible so that they can make as much money from either third-party licensing over to the likes of nintendo over to the likes of uh uh, to PlayStation, onto Steam, GOG, whatever it is that they want to be able to relicense these games out to, they've obviously got the opportunity to be able to do that to make as much money as possible. Now, my business hat is being firmly put on with this statement, but the fact that PlayStation is still at this moment in time, as far as I'm aware, outselling Xbox three or four to one it would make more sense for them to be able to have these games. I've mentioned this with Elder Scrolls, the fact that it could just be a first-party game. If it's a first-party game, that's their decision. I'm still going to be able to play it. I still have an Xbox. I'm more than capable of able to do it. If I didn't have an Xbox, you bet your fucking ass I'm going out and buying one to be able to play Elder Scrolls. But the fact of the matter is, when Call of Duty is uh, potentially might not be available on PlayStation, that's a lot of money that they're leaving to the side that they, again, need to be able to try and make back for all the money that they've been able to spend to be able to bring all these parties in-house in the first place. So I don't believe for a second that they're going to be able to, they're going to cut the cord and they're not going to have these games over on PlayStation. I believe that they'll make PlayStation pay a, a pretty premium to be able to have them on their console. Again, might, it might end up being 75 quid for these games rather than 70. 
but that's they need to try and make as much money back as possible and i do believe that this is the way that we're going to end up going we as the consumer are always going to be the ones that get shot on i love manchester city I, I don't know if you guys know this they are my home club i absolutely adore them i've obviously supported them since i was a kid they are a completely different club now than they was 10 years ago and an even different club than they was 20 years ago like the evolution of that football club is something that has i don't think even you can compare them to united has even been even close to how fast that and widespread this club has managed to make itself but ultimately they don't need our money yet we're still being charged 700 pound for season tickets manchester city do not need money from us in any way shape or form they have more than enough money however they still need to try and get money into their books so that they can they can go out and spend money and get 115 charges put against them for spending money that we uh, potentially don't have so that's the same situation what xbox is in eventually that money is going to trickle all the way down and we're going to have to be the ones that end up footing the bill for it it's a shame but that's just a society that we are that we have is it capitalism is that the is that the word to be all encompassing for that yes there you go then so yes. yeah that's just that's just the way that the pyramid falls we're at the very bottom regardless of who we are because we're buying a product we're always at the bottom of the list but unfortunately we're the ones that always get shot on from a great height and essentially it's going to be the gamers regardless of which side that you're on are going to be the losers in this scenario yeah no I, I mean that that is how it is hopefully though we do get that we do get that console parity i i, I mean one of the things you said is that I, I don't know if you can hear the dog back in the background. I keep telling him to show up. Then I was muted going, Milo! But he's, he's still just been a dickhead outside in the garden because dogs dogs do be dogs. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the things you said is, I don't believe for a second that Microsoft want to do this and cut that off. I wouldn't go to that length. I mean, I do agree with your sentiment overall. I think Microsoft want to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation because Call of Duty is the number one and number two selling game because it's available everywhere on all the platforms. Yeah. And they've invested in that. However, I wouldn't go as far as saying I don't believe for a second because I I thought that would have been the case with like its big Bethesda releases. Everyone was like, yeah, but Microsoft has spent $12 billion on this, so they're clearly not going to spend $12 billion just to not have it make as much money back as possible. Uh, multiple different sources out there were saying the same sort of thing. And then all of a sudden, Starfield, which was being uh, looked at as a PlayStation game, is not coming to PlayStation. Um now. Uh, but but even still, for now, it's the same sort of thing. It's not parity. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and similar with, I mean, Starfield. People can go, yeah, but that wasn't. It didn't exist on PlayStation. No, but Bethesda games did, and they bought Bethesda. So mm -hmm. I mean, you can, however you cut it, you can find an argument to back up what you're saying if you want to say, yeah, it's a different yeah. game and so on. But Bethesda, until they were bought, were making games for PlayStation, and Xbox buying them actively stopped games that were coming to PlayStation from coming to PlayStation. Um, so part of me does have that worry in there that they will start to do something in there because that is natural business. They have spent mm -hmm. $69 billion, nice, uh, which <laughs> is an, an inordinate amount of money. That's five, six Bethesdas somewhere like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know, quick maths. Um, so they want to make that money back. And the smart brains are going, yeah, well, the best way to do that is on PlayStation. And it is. But also, um, they know that PlayStation has a massive market share, so it depends on how long game they want to play. Just a few weeks mm -hmm. ago, Phil Spencer came out, and I think it was on the Kind of Funny podcast, maybe, the X-Cast, where he, where he said, annoyingly for Xbox, we lost the generation where people made digital libraries. That's where Game Pass comes in, and that's where owning IPs comes in. So you can't take the weight of owning Call of Duty 
without the level of significance that that statement that Phil Spencer has kind of put behind it already by saying a digital library determines where people play. He's pretty much said that. Um, and if that digital library is owned by Xbox, then that can still influence where people play games. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I feel Xbox will keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. But I wouldn't be surprised if they if they don't change that in time or if they don't change that in terms of uh, timed availability or even like one of the things that they keep talking about is day date and release and feature parity parity is the word I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't start to get exclusive skins exclusive modes exclusive access mm -hmm. be it timed or be it be it permanently which is their prerogative um and I, honestly i i mean I, I have access to both platforms so i don't care about that but a large number of people will and a large number of people at mm -hmm. their next console purchase will choose the green box rather than the blue one because it has access to all of that and all of their mates are going well they're pretty much the same thing aren't they really so mm -hmm. should we just get the the xbox next time when we're all playing that because then we can get it two weeks early and we can blah 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 blah, blah. and if you only play call of duty which a lot a lot of people only mm -hmm. play call of duty then um it makes sense so i understand playstation's uh concerns and i understand the cma and the ftc and so on but it is what it is and it was for sale and xbox bought it for 69 billion and it's gonna go through and when it does at the end of the day, they've been told that it can go through and they can do what they want with it. So, <laughs> put up a shut up. Fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I prefer fabric to leather, says David, talking about whips. Um, no, no, talking about chairs. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, your, your, your farts don't have to fight to escape with leather chairs. The smell mugs you when you finally move to get up. <laughs> also, mm. leather does you dare, as we found out with Bibby a few times on the stream. When you've got a leather chair, that fight ain't got nowhere to go. So if it, it's just going to make a noise and clap back at you, and, and it's audible. Yeah. Uh, whereas a, a fabric chair, you can stealth it away into the cushioning. These chairs, like you can see here, if I lean to the side, uh, if I lean to the side, I was talking there, uh, you can see through my chair because it's like a mesh. That just basically, it's like pushing a fart through a sieve. You can still hear it, but it just goes everywhere. So, yeah, nice. nice. This is a scoop, ladies and gentlemen. Talk, talking <laughs> toilet humor. Nice. Let's go. Uh, no, moving on. David says, I don't know if it's true or just a rumor, but in one of Philip DeFranco's videos, he implies that the judge might have links to Microsoft via a third-party company, but I couldn't find anything to support it, so I, don't, I didn't post it. I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, but... but that would get investigated as well if if needs be if playstation filed uh some form or the ftc filed some form of uh we object and that just gets referenced in there then judge judy and executioner or whatever she was called that's nice uh hot mm. fuzz reference for you there let's go um she would get taken off it and someone else would get put on it it's uh I mean, it's, it's, it's a nice, interesting story, but also people on the internet like to put things like that for clicks. So, so yeah, you're probably right to not share it with us, but worth, worth mentioning. Uh, Steiger says, stay blessed out here, my boy. Got you up while I'm playing. Keep killing now. Thank you very much, dude. I appreciate you dropping in. Uh, for those that don't know Steiger, do feel free to check him out. He plays PUBGs and the like. I did see him dropping in on the weekend when we were doing some Fortnite and stuff, so feel free to say hey. Uh, okay, so the FTC versus Microsoft slash Activision. It looks like Microsoft are going to get their guy slash brand um as we expected all along so we'll put a pin in that and we'll move on to the next story which is more up baby street this is written yeah. by eurogamer who have now moved their article composer uh out of the first screen so i have to scroll to see who it was it's vicky blake though e 
Shout out mm. to Vicky Blake who, uh, you know, reached out to Bibi slash ICU to feature the world's best podcast creators in GQ magazine just a few months ago. He, he didn't. Confirmed. Uh, anyway, Vicky Blake at Eurogamer says, Capcom says it's discussing the future of unnumbered Resident Evil games like Code Veronica. It's almost like Vicky Blake's made for Resident Evil games. <laughs> uh, but it stopped short of committing either way. So good news, Resident, uh, Resident Evil fans. That's Bib. Uh, more remakes could be on the cards. At its most recent general shareholder meeting Q&A, the publisher slash developer was asked directly if it planned to continue, quote, providing high-end visual remakes of only the main numbered entries in the Resident Evil series, end quote. Whilst Capcom wouldn't commit to remaking fan-favorite unnumbered Resident Evil games like Code Veronica, it also didn't rule it out either. Um, Capcom's response was pretty innocuous. It said that it was carrying, uh, it was, quote, carrying out discussions regarding the future of the expansion of this series so it can be enjoyed by a wide audience, end quote. But the reply, which neither confirms nor denies plans to expand into the series' plethora of unnumbered installments, has sparked a ripple of excitement across the the fandom thanks games radar it says in the article obviously sourcing uh interestingly capcom used that answer to respond to a lot of questions including what its plans were for expanding the monster hunter uh no peruma i'm gonna yeah you nailed it graham nice <laughs> oh, <I> <laughs> next one <laughs> other games are available. Sengoku Basara. <laughs> Sengoku Basara and Onimusha series. There you go. Uh, and serialization ideas for Exoprimal and Kunitsugami Path of the Goddess. Wow. I, so many, I mean, not only are they difficult words to say, but I've not heard of... I've heard of Onimusha, but I've not heard the... What the fuck? Anyway. So Japanese. All received the same stock. Quote, we are carrying out discussions regarding the future expansion of this series so it can be enjoyed by a wide audience. Response. Uh, Capcom also acknowledged that it was still considering its approach to new ports or collections in the Mega Man series, including addressing technical issues. I'm going to stop here. Because it sounds cool, but then the more you read, the more it just sounds like PR-approved statements. Hey, Capcom, are you um, going to make us that that Dino Crisis game that we all clearly want, that will just fucking shit numbers? Uh, we are considering our approach <laughs> to that. What was that? We're carrying out discussions regarding the future expansion of this series so it can be enjoyed by a wide audience. All right, Cap uh, nice. Capcom, uh, have you been to McDonald's? Are you going to go get a burger recently? <laughs> we are considering that approach because the, the, the blah, 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 blah. You get the idea. It's, it's It sounds cool, but then the more you, you read it, it just sounds like a... Hey, that's really cool. The future is undetermined and we don't know what it yeah. is and we're also not telling you. So is it something to get excited about? Is it not? And even if it is or isn't, what are you feeling, babe, as a core Resident Evil fan? Thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I feel like they've got into a rhythm now of recreating the older Resident Evil games. So I don't... And I know Code Veronica falls into that category, but... The re they remastered the first game, which was available and hasn't been remade, obviously, since the GameCube. The original came out, obviously, on the, on the PlayStation 1. We remastered over on the GameCube. We then end up getting that ported over to the PS4. Looks fantastic, by the way. That game has not aged a day. It's still absolutely gorgeous. Probably one of the best-looking Resident Evil games that we've got, using, obviously, uh, tank controls and stuff like that, because you can have so much more visual spectaculars when it's over the shoulder because everything all the other finer details that are around it um 
So two, three, and four at this moment in time have been done, whilst also creating seven, eight as well. So I feel like they're probably going to have five and six next in line. I feel like that makes more m most sense. I would love a reimagined version of the first game in the Spencer Mansion over the shoulder. I feel like that would be the absolute pinnacle of Resident Evil. Bear in mind, Resident Evil 2, the original, was my favorite game. Resident Evil 2 Remake is now my favorite game of all time. Um, I feel like that would probably be best bet, five and six, despite five being... It's a bit of a snooze fest. You can't play it on your own because the AI is so For bad. anyone that missed that, five was, and I quote, <laughs> yeah, a snooze fest. Um, and six, the less said about that, the better kind of thing. But I feel like they could, they could definitely do something with those games to make them as good as two, three, and four, uh, more than playable. I do feel like we're definitely missing out on some Code Veronica action with this. However, the game that I want to see more than anything is Resident Evil Outbreak. But the more I think about it, the the le I feel like this is where the jeopardy comes in, and I feel like this is why Capcom will never touch it. I would absolutely love a Resident Evil game where there's four people playing and working together, each person with different specialties, to be able to get from, I don't know, escaping Raccoon City or going through the sewers or whatever it is that they're going to end up remaking with it. That would be perfect. The perfect co-op Resident Evil game. I just don't know in this day and age that it's going to sell well. And I don't... Resident Evil 4, 3, and 2, remaking those, perfect sense. They were critical darlings. They were timeless games. However, these Resident Evil Outbreak, I don't even know how well it sold. There was obviously two of them, Outbreak 1 and 2. I don't know how well that they would sell nowadays. I don't believe that people are playing Resident Evil games for the multiplayer aspect of it. Albeit, I think it would be an amazing feature for people to be able to go and play. I know people still play Outbreak. I know that people have found a way to be able to spoof the DNS so that it thinks that you're both playing on the same machine or in the same uh, area so that the people can all over the world play into in groups of four i've seen that happen live on twitch i just don't know whether there's enough people out there that have either played the original or have an interest in playing this type of resident evil game nowadays which is a crying shame but long story short i feel like the, the money best spent for them and time resources would be to either do five or code veronica next but i'm definitely feeling like they're going to continue with the numbered progression of moving through to the five six and if and i then, said to you the movies yeah. are better than the games what are your thoughts which movies are we talking graham like all the resident evil movies are better than all the games are we talking about a netflix series as well yeah no no just david said the movies are better than the games let's see if that triggers him lol <laughs> <laughs> no to be fair the the first three resident evil film films were decent what about the Extinction. next 27 yeah, they they just got weirder and weirder. Like the final chapter, ugh, the, the, when they started to bring like Leon in, and I was just like, oh. And uh, Chris Redfield was went with Miller. I'm like, seriously, could they not have found anybody else? I, I love Prison Break. Went with Miller is absolutely fantastic in that. Do I see him as playing Chris Redfield? Do I fuck? There would have been a. F I would have had more of a chance of playing Chris fucking Redfield than he did. He was just not made for that part whatsoever yeah. even even like him being a badass vampire thing in blade trinity or whichever blade it was in um just no no he's just not no no and again he's, again he's got a big head so you think he's a big bloke <laughs> but he just doesn't look that big really when yeah. you put him next to other people it's like <laughs> built like a drain pipe like yeah. that is not chris redfield at all um but 
they exist is probably the best way we can put put it. But like yeah, the, the shape believe... of his face looks like Dave Batista, but the shape of his body is not the same <laughs> as Dave Batista. So. <laughs> I, I get the original res, uh, the original Chris Redfield. He wasn't that stocky. I mean, he was built, but he wasn't like Resident Evil Five Chris Redfield because he was. I've never seen any. I've never seen a body transformation like that in my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's unless you're looking at The Rock, because in wrestling he was fucking he was he was muscly, but he isn't the Rock that he is now. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the Hollywood person. Rock that you shared the other day on social media at We've Got Pavinia, by the way. If you want to go scrolling through Bibi's feed, I advise <laughs> I advise some caution. Some things you see there, <laughs> some takes on there are questionable. But feel free to uh, jump through. Um, uh, he's like Batista mixed with Gilbert. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, okay question final one before we jump off of this one capcom is discussing the future of resident evil games potentially even including the side games the unnumbered games like code veronica um and i've the question i've asked you before mm-hmm. is should they make resident evil one and you say i said i said why did they start in two and you said because they've done one previously mm-hmm. elsewhere and, and so on but if Naughty Dog can do The Last of Us and then do The Last of Us remastered. So they've mm-hmm. just done it. And then five minutes later go, shit, we've got a new generation of consoles, a new a bunch of new people that probably haven't seen The Last of Us and Last of Us remastered. They want, well, yeah, remastered. They want the, to play something now, so we'll give them a remade version right now mm-hmm. for the, ne- uh, the next-gen stuff and it can sell bits. Should that be something that Resident Evil should be considering? Absolutely. And the, the, the answer to this is, I think, is way more complex than it needs to be. But I believe that there's a lot of details surrounding it, which is the reason why I don't think that they've done it yet. They remastered the first one for the GameCube and added... Like, it, I'm not going to say it's the same game than the PlayStation one because it, it genuinely isn't. Like, There's a ton of different puzzles, different areas of the Spencer Mansion that just aren't available in the original PlayStation 1 classic. And I don't know whether or not they feel like if they do it for a third time, they need to go bigger than that. And I feel like if they do, it potentially spoils it. But because you're in the Spencer Mansion, a lot of the, the a lot of the hallways are quite tight. And I believe that's probably the reason why Resident Evil 7 worked so much when you was in the Baker house because it's all corridors pretty much um as you're running through the 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 baker house and that being in the first person just gives you that um claustrophobia that comes with being in a tight corridor in a first person perspective i don't know how well that would translate over to a over the shoulder camera in the spencer mansion i mean it would be it would be unbelievable experience. Like we kind of had that with Resident Evil two and three when you're running around the RPD because obviously the the corridors aren't fucking massive in that. So they have got a form of doing that type of game in that type of scenario. But I believe that Resident Evil one is the pinnacle of Resident Evil. It was the game that spawned an entire genre and franchise. So I don't know whether or not it's too big to be touched, especially when they've already done it previously. I would love nothing more than to be able to go through the Spencer Mansion, either in first person or in um, in third person perspective, with a completely different type of uh, vision of how someone else perceives the Spencer Mansion. It would be amazing. It would be the pinnacle of video games for me, despite Resident Evil Two being my favourite. I just don't know if it's going to work, and I feel like they're too scared to try and make the attempt to bring it into the modern. into the modern world i believe that's probably why they left the tank controls there in the first place when they remastered it for the gamecube so 
I don't know is the answer to that one. I don't know whether or not they should. I don't know whether or not they will. I believe they're going to do everything else but <laughs> every other game before they get to that one. I believe it's just too big for them to want to be able to mess it up because if they mess that up, I'm not saying it messes the timeline up, but that Resident Evil is Resident Evil because of that game. Yeah. You, think, if that but, makes sense. No, for me, from a marketing perspective, it's, it's cash sat on the table. They should be doing mm -hmm. it. But mm -hmm. for me, from a logical perspective, if they were going to do that, they would have done that after two or after three. If mm -hmm. they'd done two and three, which are very similar games in terms of um, being able to just build one straight off the back of the other, rather than going to four, because then you go two, three, four, that you're setting, mm -hmm. you're setting yourself. Uh, once is... What, what's the phrase? Once is uh, happenstance, twice is coincidence, three is a pattern. Um, mm -hmm. So they could have gone one, two, uh, uh, two, three, one, and then carried on. Um but they didn't, so I feel like that yeah. that's an active decision that they haven't made. What I will say, though, uh, is that if they did make that game for the PS5 generation, then that means that that would be a game that's much less endangered, which brings us nicely into our next article. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna run through this very fast because we are over time here. Um, um, and the next one I might shelve, but this one is from Jordan Miller at VGC. It says, 87% of classic video games are critically endangered, is claimed. Study finds that a small fraction of pre-2010 games are still available. Uh, so the Video Game History Foundation, in partnership with the Software Preservation Network, has claimed that 87% of classic video games released in the United States are critically endangered endangered a study conducted by the two groups found that across a sample of games released prior to 2010 a small fraction of them were still in circulation uh, from re-releases from uh, for example the sample of uh, from the sample of commodore 64 games tested only 4.5 percent of them were still purchasable on modern digital storefront across the game by family of systems only 5.8 percent this figure was far higher prior to the shutdown of the Wii U and 3DS eShop, which resulted in the only games available for those systems largely being locked behind Nintendo's online service. Quote, imagine if the only way to watch Titanic was to find a used VHS tape and maintain your own vintage equipment so that you could still watch it, the study said. And what if no library, not even the Library of Congress, could do any better? They could keep and digitize that VHS of Titanic, but you'd have to go all the way there to watch it. It sounds crazy, but that's the reality that we live in with video games, a $180 billion industry, while the games and their history disappear. We'll stop mm -hmm. there. There's not really much to say on this one. It's just it's just one of those figures that's quite alarming. And mm -hmm. and I'm not a retro gamer uh, at, at heart. I mean, I am at heart, but in real reality, I'm not. I love, I love the fact that I've grown up with video games. I've been through Ataris and Game Boys and Master Systems and Mega Drives and NESs and SNESs. If you're in America, that's the NES and the SNES. <laughs> uh, uh, Playstations and Xboxes and, and PC and and, uh, and all the handhelds and so on across the, uh, the way as well. I've, 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 I've enjoyed a vast spedra, uh, spectrum, but I'm not going to go back and play most of those games. I'm not going to whip out the Game Gear because nobody can afford to pay for that many batteries in this, day's, uh, yeah. this world. But, but even still, I've been there. I've done that. I've enjoyed it. Um, it is, though quite saddening to to think that you want to watch a film then it's probably on netflix or prime or disney plus or paramount plus or you can just get it off of one of the storefronts if you if you don't want to pay for it if it's not already included your subscriptions but you can probably get it um or it'll be on youtube or somewhere else and then there's like digital illegal ways of getting all of it kind of thing um 
video games obviously still has illegal routes, but even those illegal routes, I imagine, are much, much, much less frequently available to get that one Commodore 64 game uh, that you remember that nobody else remembers from your childhood kind of thing. And it's, it's tragic to think that less than 5% of Commodore games or just over 5% of Game Boy games are currently available for people to go out and play without having to get an actual piece of hardware in your hand. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. That's our, that's our history. That's literally the worlds that we grew up in are no yeah. longer available. Thoughts, Ben? Yeah, I believe that we are the problem with that as well. I don't mean me and you, I just mean gamers in general. Like The video game collecting has just spiraled into uh, a money-making scheme, a money-making business, where obviously the rarer games are worth a lot more because there's just less of them. Like a, a, a game that went to print and only printed 2,000 of them is uh, probably worth more than the best game of that generation because obviously the best game probably had 10,000 games printed rather than the 2,000. So the shit game that's only had 2,000 is worth more. And people are sitting on that because they know eventually people will get around to finishing or collecting their Mega Drive uh, collection on the wall and they'll pay whatever it is to be able to complete that. I, I'm not going to say that I've actively participated in this because the games that I have bought or I've collected or kept hold of over the years are games that matter something to me. I'm not collecting games for the sake of collecting it, but there probably is games in my collection that are probably worth a little bit of money. Not thousands, but maybe 100 quid, maybe 150 quid or something like that. But they're probably games that I bought at the time for £45 that have just been sat on, I've completed. I like the fact that they're there because... A lot of games that are on my shelf, I've actually backed up onto my PC and now on a memory stick and I'm playing through my Xbox Series S because that is one of the best emulation machines that are out there. It pretty much emulates every single console there has ever been. So I've got access to those games, but not everybody has that. Not everybody wants to go down that route. And video game preservation is a massive, massive, massive challenge that we've got on our hands because we're not able to preserve everything that's ever been created. It's the same with music. It's the same with films. It's the same with TV series. We can't preserve everything. There's a, the, uh, You might have even watched it, but do you remember Dream Team that was on Sky 1 back in the day? Yeah. You cannot watch that anywhere. Nobody has that for you to be able to watch. It's not even on any dodgy IP TV servers. Big up the Harchester United. Big up the Harchester United. You can't watch that anywhere. It's not The full episodes aren't available on YouTube. It's just one of those things that's just died and you can never watch it again unless some someone will have got their, those videos in their loft somewhere and never had them converted to DVD and put on the internet. It's just one of those things. If you bought the DVDs at the time that it was popular, you'd probably, you probably you'll have access to them. But everybody does. It's just we're losing stuff by the day and it's alarming that there is going to be stuff that will just never, never have a chance to be able to play, listen or watch again. Yeah, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. Uh, but like David just said, movies aren't that much better. Uh, better off if you go back pre the 1960s, they're in the same state for digitization outside of the hits like Casablanca and stuff like that. I mean, that kind of makes sense, but you're going back to the 60s for that. We're talking like most people's lifetimes that are in a, in a state of playing video games. I'm, I'm saying that from our perspective, not not your 12-year-old. Naturally, tw your 12-year-old won't have been playing Game Boy games, but people my age then is what I'm kind of saying now. We're all playing uh, Game Boy games and so on. And the fact that only 5% of those are available, and they were available until Nintendo just made one technical decision earlier this year, 
So movies aren't much better off, but video games are making decisions to get worse off. And that's 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 the problem for me there. Uh, so classic video games are critically endangered according to this article, and they are. 80, 87% of video games uh, classically uh, created are endangered, and it's, it's a shame to see. But do you know what? You can watch PUBG tonight, so who really cares? <laughs> nah, it, it, it's sad. And I'm not going to play any of those games. I'm going to be playing PUBG tonight because that's where I'm, my interest is. But... Mm-hmm. But and I don't. Uh, I'm not going to have that relationship with Chloe from I, from what I assume she doesn't have that sort of. Oh, I'm super interested in the history of video games. But if Chloe was, I'd be in a good position to get access to video games and give her that history. But a lot of parents out there wouldn't, and they just. Oh, I remember mm-hmm. something that was cool that I used to play, but I can't anymore. Never mind. Uh, should we play another game of Fortnite? And it'd be that sort of thing, kind of thingy, which is just. It's just a bit. It's just a bit sad. It's just a bit sad. It is. Tell you what is sad. The fact that we are wrapping things up without hitting our last story, which is Battalion 1944 developer pledges to refund all its Kickstarter backers. If you want to find out why, we'll tell you about that on tomorrow's show because we are way over time here. We should have been finished 10 minutes ago, but it is what it is. For now, we'll wrap things up. We'll give you a quick reminder. The FTC is leaning towards appealing the Microsoft Activision loss. Basically, that was approved by the courts in America yesterday. The FTC still might go against that, though. Uh, Capcom is is assessing or discussing the future of unnumbered Resident evil games not just the one two three remakes they may be looking well two three four remakes they may be looking at code veronica who knows who knows mm. uh and video games are endangered but we all knew that what we didn't know though is if bibby has anything else that he likes to add yeah you guys know the score by now if you want to help shape tomorrow's show there's two ways you can do so first of all find us on social media it is at ice cream rolls across all major social media platforms or alternatively get involved with our discord all the links that you require will be listed below if you're watching this on any of our on-demand services or even listening to them the description is still there all we need from you is url plus your foster opinions we will thank you for our foster opinions on the very next show which will be live from the studio yeah tomorrow Mr. Graham Day, yeah. but at what time? It will be... 10 a.m.? <laughs> Who even knows anymore? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll end for 10 a.m., but we'll add the obvious-ish to the end of that. Shout out to Nietzsche, who's in the chat as well. It says, for his Brexit, um, and Titus the Fox, what a guy he was. Was Titus the Fox that won, uh, the one that looked like Bubsy or whatever it was called? That was another foxy flying squirrel thing i can't remember video games nice if you want to chat video game stuff do feel free to join us in the discord or do feel free to join me tonight 6 30 p.m where i will be back with the boys chasing crates with mates and using a brand new controller the beautiful people over at victrix uh, have provided us with not one not two but a bajillion different mm. controllers one of which i will be using for the first time and setting up for the first time on stream tonight so join me from about 6 30 i'll be joined by nietzsche by lotus and potentially beans i haven't oh, heard back from beans yet so so we'll see so yeah 6 30 p.m twitch.tv forward slash ice cream plus let's go bb but now though stick around we'll drop a raid on one of our friends not only will we help them but you'll get some sprinkles for doing so and we'll all be beautiful and lovely happy people for doing it yeah nice mm-hmm. nice nice until then Stay frosty. Stay